0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, I like do not be, if you know the call, for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see, cause the wizard world is opened up as has Hello
1: everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack, that's right, I said Shrieking Shack this time, I think I'm on a roll with saying the full title in the intro here, but you yeah. can call it the Shriekcast if you want. I am your host, ZC.
2: And I'm Liz.
1: And Liz, I have some very sad news. A hero has fallen. No. J.K. Rowling's assistant to pay back fraud money to Harry Potter author. Amanda Donaldson must pay 19,000 pounds to J.K. Rowling Jesus. with interest. That is nothing to J.K. I'm, we're, we're starting off right on the bat here. Like, like we're just going for it. But this, this person's a hero. I've decided. I don't care if they, they stole that money or not. I think it's extremely funny. To steal nineteen thousand <laughs> pounds from J.K. Rowling.
2: Yeah i i'm calling i'm calling bullshit on this this courtroom verdict.
1: Uh, Amanda Donaldson, thirty five, from Coatbridge in North La- Lanarkshire. I'm sorry, La- Lanarkshire? Lanarkshire? I'm so bad at reading English town names now. Uh, must pay eighteen thousand seven hundred thirty four pounds back with interest. The author pursued damages in a civil case.
2: Why? I'm mad at her
1: i'm mad at her she does say the money will be donated to her charity lumos i don't oh care. my
2: god
1: the entire she's just like ruining someone's life to donate make her, it back
2: to the assistant
1: d- yeah donate it back to this assistant uh who and then at
2: least it's like and then it's like liquid at least instead of uh, mostly tied up in harry potter dvd sets <laughs>
1: yeah god i forgot that was a detail was there's was a very expensive dvd set that she valued at like 400 pounds and or maybe some
2: expensive cats also oh
1: that's right and and starbucks trips it's a f- nineteen thousand nineteen thousand pounds like she's got to make that in like a minute this is the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter podcast for lapsed fans. I'm doing an extended intro here. I was just so incensed by this news. It's it's very fucked up. I can't believe that J.K. Rowling has defeated this hero. But uh, we stand in solidarity with Amanda Donaldson. Uh, yes. We think it's extremely funny to, uh, to take money from J.K. Rowling. I did my part by not paying for Crimes of Grindelwald on DVD to uh, To watch that when we had to do the extended scenes. You should all do your parts too, but uh, let's get to the real business here. Let's start the show the way I normally should. Liz, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good. We did a lot of uh, fun reading this week, and I'm excited to talk about it.
1: Yeah, we did Tiger's Curse on our bonus episodes, which, by the way, if you are listening and are not subscribed to the Patreon, please check that out. We just finished recording the Tiger's Curse episode. Oh my God, it's funny such a good book i'm having such a good time
2: it is i'm a little tired we we went about two hours this <laughs> we did
1: we, and we have a lot of reading to cover today on harry potter as well so this is going to be going to be a, a, a barn burn burner barn buster a uh, a, bar, a barn a
2: uh, yeah a ball buster, ball bust, a a ball ball buster, buster
1: of an episode <laughs> real ball buster of an episode <laughs> oh god yeah i'm just i'm 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 very excited about all this stuff we hit five hundred dollars on patreon as well Woo,
2: thank you so much everyone
1: yeah thank you so much we really appreciate that we'll we'll have to think of something fun to do to celebrate that i haven't uh, i haven't got like any concrete ideas yet but uh but we'll We'll do something. We posted those cute pictures of us uh, in our Halloween costumes from many, many, many years ago.
2: Yeah, about the year two thousand, right?
1: Mine was definitely from the year two thousand. Yours probably was too, huh? Probably around
2: there. Yeah, yeah. that's almost it's... twenty years ago.
1: Oof, don't mm, oof. don't don't make me think about that. Oof! Oof! That oof. was my
2: that was my attempt at a Roblox oof sound, but it didn't didn't really. Do okay. Really work very well.
1: Can we talk about oof real quick for a second yeah, here? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Always. <laughs> I I think this is a generational thing. When I see people saying oof, even if I know that <laughs> like like the 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 real answer is it's the Roblox oof, uh-huh. which is which is that like oof noise. Uh huh. To me, whenever I see it, I just think of Mario sixty four oof.
0: Oh. Which
1: is more of like yeah. Oof, Like that, that's, that's how I always read OOF. I, and I, I think that's a generational thing. If anyone's listening and has a personal take on what OOF uh, sounds like to them.
2: Well, I don't know because, uh, because I, you know, I played Mario 64 when it came out. Um, I played it many, many, many hundreds of hours probably. Uh, But I'm just, I'm so with it. I'm very hip and with it. And so uh, the Roblox OOF kind of like superseded, like took over. Mm-hmm. so now though now i definitely have roblox oof even though i have not interacted or really know anything about roblox <laughs> beyond the all,
1: oof all i know about roblox is that someone made counter-strike in roblox that's like literally all i know about it right is there there's no mine oh no there is a minecraft oof because when you punch guys they're like oh there's a lot of oofs out there.
2: Yeah, you know, I started that whole story off by saying that I'm very hip and with it, and then I think I ended up sounding older than I've ever sounded before.
1: <laughs> we we love we love to oof here. Um, yeah, uh, we we are welcoming of all oofs, whether whether you are a Roblox oofer or a Mario oofer. Uh, I'm all over the place starting this episode, but but I'm feeling loose. I'm feeling with it. This this J.K. Rowling article. Has this great headline in the sidebar that I almost like? I don't want to click it because it's too Mm. perfect. Is Prince Harry right on Fortnite ban? Oh, is Prince Harry banning Fortnite? I know they're banning porn in England soon. Are they banning Fortnite?
2: Hmm, very interesting. Are you going to have
1: to go down to the to to the news agents and say hello? I would like a a, like a porn license and I'd like a Fortnite license.
2: Yeah, that'd be a little fucked that would be fucked
1: what are y'all doing over there right you got you got these weird authors suing their assistants you got your banning fortnite you're, you can't go on pornhub everything's fucked up over there nothing wrong here in america though it, no we're, good all, we're all good everything's good here everything's fine thanks for asking <laughs> speaking of pl- things where uh, places where things are good let's take a little trip to poland sure a polish priest has apologized for burning harry potter books a polish priest who led in a the year
2: 2019 co- year-
1: yeah this is a weird one i thought this was fake like and i saw i thought this was gonna be like some like fake like i don't know like some atheist like like redditor was like i'm in poland and the and the the, the religion guy has come and taken all my harry potter books but I, apparently this is real hmm <sighs> A priest in northern Poland who held a public burning of books that included titles from the Harry Potter series and other items parishioners wanted destroyed has apologized, saying the ritual was not intended to condemn specific authors, religions, or social groups.
2: Mm. What? Okay. Uh, mm. This seems very dated to me. Like, I, I the thing is, I'm not shocked. Like, this is such old news, I'm wondering if he's a time traveler.
1: He's, But, but specifically from, like, the year 1999. Right, like, has anyone told this guy about Pokemon? He's like, ah, fuck, that sounds oh, terrible. These little too.
2: demon monsters.
1: These little Japanese demons, these Oni, are con- corrupting our children. Yeah, there's a there's a detail in here that I would like to focus on that I I think make it, it kind of reveals how how silly this headline is. And I apologize, I, I'm very bad at pronouncing uh, Polish names. Uh, Jarosowicz? Jero, Jar- 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 I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I am I apologize again. Uh, and other priests have drawn criticism for burning books, Buddhist figurines, an African mask, and other items Sunday outside a Catholic church uh, in the city of Dansk. Okay, <laughs> hang on here. I feel like uh, burning Buddhist figurines and an African mask is probably a little more pointed than condemning a specific author. You know, why is the headline Harry Potter books? I mean, I guess that's because it's that's the one that gets clicks, but like... I feel like when you're burning other religious iconography, that might be a little more um, bad.
2: Yeah, what a collection of things, too. Just kind of whatever they had lying around. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> might, as well, might as well throw in this uh, this old copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone while are while we're at it.
1: Okay, it's fucked up to burn an African mask because you think it's evil. But if you are someone who thinks that an African mask is evil, why do you have it? was what what was going on there Did someone have like they just found this like oh i have this cool mask in my house and and the priest was like actually
2: i don't know maybe he put out like a call like to hit to his flock and was like everybody bring your most evil object from home and somebody was <laughs> like i have this african mask from from my house and someone else is like i have this uh, uh this buddha and someone else is like i have this copy of philosopher's stone <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so weird, please don't burn things, but also if you're writing headlines about like i don't know like religious burnings, <laughs> don't focus on the book like it seems a l it seems like a little bit more fucked up stuff is happening here <sighs> just trucking through through my news here, and I've arrived at this most cursed one um mm. i was i was uh I was excited to get to this, but now I'm kind of not. I have a Screen Rant article here. Oh, God. Harry Potter. Ten times Hermione should definitely have been expelled or imprisoned in Azkaban.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know we've kind of we've kind of been there screen ran you know we've kind of done this we know, we know that she imprisoned rita skeeter it's kind of old news that's
1: okay that is the one thing on here that i do agree with because because okay so like number eight body bound neville number 10 lit a teacher on fire which is kind of overstating what happened eight brewed, brewed a polyjuice potion punched malfoy in the face i will say held rita skeeter hostage i do think that one is a little bit fucked up yeah, that's um, like
2: that's just like straight up abduction, right? Like holding yeah. someone against their will.
1: She could have died. She if she had bug brain, she could have died. Uh hang on a second. I think there's an earthquake happening here. What? What the fuck? My room's like shaking. Uh This is a weird way. This hi everybody, I'm live I am live recording. <laughs> <laughs> what feels like a little earthquake in my room
2: is it still happening
1: <laughs> no it stopped now
2: now i'm nervous i'm not that far away from you i guess i guess i would have felt it right
1: that was weird <laughs> let's
2: sorry i'm doing some Google. yeah we're doing
1: no we're yep, doing light, some what yep.
2: there was a t- magnitude 2.7 earthquake near yakima yeah what the fuck i didn't feel it i'm very nervous i would have felt i it mean it was now, very right? it was
1: very light it was very light uh like well i'm glad we captured that on the podcast huh <laughs> well, okay let's let's get back on track here uh god god saw that we were reading screen rant and was like enough of that None, none, of none of that, of that is that, right.
2: Please. Is Screen Rant the one that published the like ten top things about Harry's body?
1: Yes, they the the ten strangest things about Harry Potter's anatomy, and like the the ten strangest things about Malfoy's anatomy. Okay, well, we definitely just podcasted through a mini earthquake, and I don't want to tempt fate anymore. They definitely wanted to to get us away from Screen Rant. I can't disagree. Shall we talk about our reading for this week because we've got a lot to talk about?
2: We do. This is a this is a a, a jam-packed uh, ballbuster of an episode. So I'll <laughs> just <laughs> I'll jump into it uh with chapter 11 the sorting hat. We're back at school, 200 pages in. Here we are at Hogwarts. Harry is super worried about Hagrid because he didn't uh lead the first years to the castle like normal. It's Professor Grubbly-Plank again. And he's also not at the feast, which Harry is also surprised about. Harry is really worried, and there there is at some point where he's talking to to Ron and Hermione, and and Luna kind of jumps in to say that he's not a very good teacher, so it's a good thing. And Harry gets kind of po'd and uh, Ron also agrees with that. Um, we get to the feast, and Harry does see that Umbridge is at the staff table. Or I think at this point, he's like, It's the woman from my trial. Uh, the, the sorting hat sings a song, uh, and I'm not going to sing or recite it here, um, but uh, summing it up in the trying to be objective way possible, the sorting hat is saying that it has a warning that Hogwarts is going to be there is an external threat and that in order to face it they must unite uh the houses basically and also that the sorting hat worries that dividing them is actually doing them them a disservice but he's going to do it or it's going to do it uh nearly headless nick does explain that the hat has given warnings in the past as well uh and they are usually calls for for house unity after they eat the feast, um, Dumbledore kind of stands up to make his yearly speech. Uh, but midway through, he's interrupted by Umbridge, um, who also wants to make a speech. And it is so unexpected. And everyone is pretty like, this is not how we do things here. And think it's really weird. She gives a super long, boring speech. Harry and Ron both get so bored by it because it's mostly like kind of cloaked behind uh, like not very clear language like she just she just is kind of droning on and on Hermione's really the only one listening Harry picks up like kind of bits and pieces but but does not listen um and Hermione says afterward that the speech was enlightening and they're confused and so she kind of explains and says that it it was is basically not looking favorably upon the speech and said that she said something like the quote we get is progress for progress's sake must be discouraged. And then Hermione's like, that's no good. Uh, Ron and Hermione have to leave Harry to go leave, lead the uh, first years up to the, the Gryffindor Gryffindor common room for the first time. Uh, and so Harry is kind of left, left alone to be led into the common room by, by Neville. Once he's up in the dorm, he gets into uh, quite an argument with Seamus Finnegan, who says that uh, his mom almost didn't let him come back to Hogwarts because she's been believing the things the Daily Prophet is saying about Dumbledore and Harry. Harry kind of tells them that his mom is dumb and they get into kind of a, a screaming match argument. Ron shows up to defend Harry. Neville also steps in and says like, yeah, Voldemort's back. If Dumbledore says so, you know, my grandma says that we should listen to him. That's the end of the chapter.
1: Is Luna wrong? No. No!
2: Luna is just saying what we're thinking.
1: <laughs> Luna is not wrong. Hagrid is not a great teacher. I love... Look, we, we like to roast Hagrid on this podcast. I like Hagrid a lot. He is not a good teacher, and he is not a good secret agent.
2: No. He's on a mission right now. But yeah, th- that part is very funny. She she jumps in to say Hagrid's not a very good teacher, and it's also the part because ron and harry get mad and then hermione needs to be prompted to say yes <laughs> to yeah that say part's that cute it's it's very cute um but also luna is right
1: yeah luna luna is correct i'm i'm fully on board with her there that's that's the that's the first relatable thing she said i also like the description of uh of of her watching ron walk away after he insulted her like like he was a mildly interesting television program or something uh that that's more the luna i remember um than rather than like the joker we got in the last in the last episode um but the main thing here i really want to talk about is just what the fuck is with the sorting hat what is this song (laughs)
2: uh i was shocked when i read it i read it about three times it is (laughs) <laughs> the Sorting Hat lists the traits of each house uh, a little bit more clearly than it ever has before. Y- yeah, and I just invite anybody out there who's making YouTube videos not not targeted at anyone specific, but anyone that maybe has made a was Slytherin evil? Was Salazar <laughs> Slytherin really evil? Um, video on youtube.com and i invite them to read the sorting hats new song song
1: yeah seems pretty clear-cut super carlin brothers if you are listening (laughs) okay the other thing here's the thing that i find so fucking buck wild about this song um in this chapter is that this is jk rowling fully admitting that she doesn't know what hufflepuff is just like like does not actually have a concept of what the trait for hufflepuff house is because gryffindor is like i'll train the bravest slytherin is like i'll train the 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 most pure racial ones ravenclaw's like i like smart people and hufflepuff says i'll take the rest
2: i'll do whatever
1: (laughs) i'll do whatever like like just just full admission that that like this this house thing kind of ran out of steam by the second one
2: i how do you think it would i mean it would it would be absurd but what if it was just gryffindor and slytherin in these books and that it, was it, it
1: it would be absurd but like it wouldn't change the story has has ravenclaw ever impacted the story like like has has the fact that ravenclaw is is for smarty pants ever actually mattered to the story in this like i don't think so we have we have a slytherin guy who's like a foil to harry and that's kind of it for like house rivalry stuff slytherin is uh snape is slytherin like like he's an antagonist for harry in the house cup stuff as well like i just like it doesn't it doesn't matter
2: yeah i I mean i guess it would be pretty weird from just a school organization standpoint to like set up a rivalry between the brave house and the evil one Uh i guess but i i don't know this is just such a a weird clear moment that it's just like the hufflepuff is meaningless i mean but they also come off the best here right because they're yeah like i will teach whoever because that's what teachers should do right
1: yeah they are they are both the most uh like like superfluous to the story and also like the most correct it's very weird i i've always thought and like i know i like i know that the response people always give to this is like oh well you know hermione still belongs in gryffindor because you know the hat works The hat works in mysterious ways, or whatever. But I sometimes I wonder if it had, if if it would have really mattered if Hermione was in a different house. Like if Hermione had been in Ravenclaw, that would have been fine, and we would have maybe gotten some more Ravenclaw stuff to flesh the like the story out. Because it's not like like she's in the girls' dorm anyway, so it's not like they needed to all be in the same house to like be in the same dorm, right? To like keep the characters together physically. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 odd. I don't know. I I'm surprised there's like no, especially here. I feel like I, that could have maybe benefited this this weird plot line that this b- book seems to be angling towards now, which is the intra house unity thing. All the main characters that matter are in Gryffindor anyway, so it's really immaterial whether or not they get along with the other houses.
2: Also, it never happens. Like that. Right. Like it. I, I mean, I I guess. I don't have a great memory of the later books. And I understand that like the Dumbledore's army plot point that's going to come up in this one. Like, obviously they have Ravenclaws and Hufflepuffs in their group, but they never matter. And Slytherin doesn't like, it's, it's not as if Voldemort is eventually defeated by house unity. No, that's not the, that's not the course. Slytherin's
1: in the dungeon in book seven until the, until the battle's over. It's so, like, funny,
2: it's so funny because this this whole poem is such a a window into jk rowling's bad politics also yes. but then she doesn't even really carry it out to be true
1: <laughs> i cannot get over the part where the hat says hogwarts is under threat from external forces hello the racist guy built a chamber and put a giant snake in it like two years ago the threat's coming the call's coming in from inside the house mr hat the snake was there Slytherin made yeah, the snake
2: yeah they kind of put all the evil guys in one house to to, to hang out in their racism club that's like a big part <laughs> that's kind of a big part of it
1: the threat is coming from inside yeah that's the and that's kind of like the fundamental like you say like it's such a window into jk rowling's politics but just like this idea that like political unity is what matters and that like any threat to society comes from outside of society is such a such just such a boring uncritical way to view things and, and i i find it surprising in this story honestly because um, there's so many elements of the story that that make it feel like it could be more nuanced than it ends up being but this weird this weird drive towards like oh like like the hat is warning you like oh the the how the the political parties must be united against terrorism is the very post 9/11 vibe that this has to me and it's not good
2: yeah it it <laughs> And, and I mean, like, I guess so. This is a story about about Hogwarts being infiltrated, right? I mean, the Umbridge stuff. She is she is an infiltrator into their their group. But I don't quite like what. What is the solution that it's offering here? Is it that if Harry were friends with Draco, they would be immune from this Ministry infiltration,
1: right? Because is Draco
2: it? is it, right? Like, uh, that's something that Harry observes several times. Is that like. Draco's dad was in the graveyard with him,
1: and here he, <laughs> he is knows! in the school, yeah, yeah, I didn't even consider that aspect of it like right, like like we were we were talking with Lucius Malfoy like two chapters ago, uh, and how you know Harry knows he was in the graveyard, and like lets Lucius Malfoy know like kind of kind of subtly, but like you know, but he he knows he was there, like why 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 give slytherin an inch in this story i don't get it Drac- I don't... draco
2: is carrying out like voldemort's agenda from within hogwarts
1: yeah <laughs> like like what what does house unity have to, what what would house unity do like like if they were friends would draco be like i guess i'm not gonna work for my racist dad i mean know? i guess
2: that's the implication right like i yeah. I, I i feel like that is it's definitely. Your fault, Harry. Like go 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 give Draco a hug, right?
1: Yeah, like it's it's your fault, Harry. If you were just nice to Draco in first year when he was telling you about race science the first time you met him,
2: you not be so, here. It's so fucking bizarre. And then at the end of the Sorting Hat song, it's like I don't even know if I should be splitting you guys up, <laughs> but, but I will anyway. You know, I'm gonna because that's what I was made to do. Because I'm a hat
1: and I got to do it. That shit's hilarious. Ron sucks ass by the way here harry like, and ron
2: both kind of do like in the way that they're treating other people harry at least is like it, that's like part of his core conflict but ron is just has just turned into a bad person
1: ron is just being mean to nearly headless nick during this conversation about the sorting hat for no reason like like i i <laughs> i was like happy to see nick back i was like oh i like i like nearly headless nick he barely gets to do anything anymore remember when he was like a major character in two
2: yeah that was wild
1: that was so weird there's that scene where like harry walks up to him and they like talk like they're just like old friends or whatever i kind of want that back because because i like him but this weird thing where like ron is just being a huge asshole to nick and, and hermione and then harry like before classes have even started like they're at the sorting ceremony it's a very bad omen
2: uh yeah an omen for the thing he does in the next chapter which i must foreshadow because it's about the worst thing i've ever read in my life um it's bad how about umbridge here yeah her her evil speech um i did I, i think that a highlight of this chapter for me is um kind of introducing this idea that someone can be talking and using very veiled language that puts people to sleep but that Hermione knows what she's really saying.
1: Yeah, I like that aspect a lot. Um and I and I especially appreciate that it's Hermione who gets something to do with the mystery immediately. Mm -hmm. um and like she's the one that's engaged it's cool it's cool to see that even even if it is sort of in the same territory not quite the same i guess as the serious stuff is like the ah she's the emotionally intelligent one now um but i i think it it works a little bit better here than her psychoanalyzing serious randomly because she she is like a reader and like she reads a lot about hogwarts and the ministry and stuff and so her being able to like put dog whistles together right like recognize dog whistles um is like a cool trait for her to have i think
2: yeah and she is kind of uh, i mean in in the same way that like a character can only be as smart as the author. <sighs> a character can only have good politics as much as as the author can. But she is definitely the politics character, right?
1: Yeah, like every 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 piece of praise I have for Hermione's politics as a character in this scene is undone pretty much immediately when they're walking back, and she's like, "You know, I think the Sorting Hat is right about house unity. We should be nice to Slytherins." Yeah, what's um, she gonna do?
2: Is she gonna go make friends with Draco?
1: <laughs> well, she <Pansy>. punched Draco. <laughs> yeah. She hates Pansy Parkinson or whatever her fucking name is. Like Snape Snape made her teeth giant one time because he's racist against her. You know? She she th- that that annoys me because she's one she is a character who has been like directly victimized by Slytherin, like mm-hmm. multiple times. And she's one going like, well, you just gotta turn the other cheek. It's like, mm, okay. All right. Then.
2: It's so, I don't think we ever really see her do that. Maybe we do. I don't really remember. We don't at see least her do much of anything
1: in the previous books, at least. Like, like her. She's never. She's definitely never olive branch uh, or reaching. You know, handing out an olive branch to they're in previously. Uh, maybe there's something we'll catch here that I that you know I I I don't remember. But yeah, that 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 definitely sticks out. But I do. Umbridge is so weird. I i like umbridge and in that i appreciate a villain who is like you said like like a a villain that's that's like about um coded language and stuff right and like 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 that's a really interesting concept that's like one of the things i like and 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 think is an interesting transition for a book that has previously been in such black and white terms Mm -hmm. um uh what i dislike is how it's really weird to me yes yeah yes (laughs) i mean that's that's honestly the only way to put it it is so weird that this character who is at least in dialogue extremely well realized as a um realistic and i mean when i say realistic i mean like capital r realistic like the, the kind of villain you encounter in real life like she reminds me of so many like shitty bosses i've had right Mm -hmm. um or you know you know name name any politician that we've we've joked about on this on this podcast before like like she 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 talks the talk of like and like uh, of a um uh uh, like a like a weaselly uh, manipulative person that stuff is great what i don't understand is why go to all that effort to make her so believable and realistic and grounded as a as a you know manipulative person and then make her a rolled doll cartoon ugly toad person
2: there is such a an element of visceral disgust that the characters have in response to her that makes it feel like they're kind of like these the disgust is kind of putting the cart before the horse a little bit like obviously she is an evil character and she is like you can't you can't step foot in the harry potter fandom without that same post that goes around one million times Uh about how like oh the real reason that you hate umbridge more than voldemort is because you know she's real everybody everybody has met the the umbridge in your life and and uh and and like that, you know, that's true. Like I think that, that there's like truth to that. But why is that why does the evil of her have to come after like all the characters reacting to like her clothes or like her her decor or like what her face looks like?
1: Yeah, it's so strange. And I think it like not only, you know, is it just like on its face, just like weirdly misogynistic and cruel what i don't understand is why it's like this when it, i think it actively does the story a disservice like this is already a story about nobody believing harry when he tells them something uh like like hard to swallow about a person right like hey voldemort's back like like cedric diggory was murdered voldemort's back no one believes him uh like there's a there's like a direct continuation of that feeling that he he could be experiencing in the story where he's like hey i've been around umbridge in a courtroom setting she's bad news like like don't fool don't be fooled by this grandmotherly like like nice lady routine right like like there's there's a version of this story where where everyone's like oh she seems really nice she likes cats i like cats uh i also think that progress for progress's sake is bad right like like there's a version of it that like drags that mystery out that that's a lot more interesting but we instead everyone already hates her because she is ugly and wears pink and uh dares to say ahem ahem i don't get it
2: It, it's it's really bizarre. I think that like the weirdest, like the the part where I noticed this the most is um before she makes her speech. Like after her, I mean like Harry is having a a visceral disgust reaction for her, right? And it is all a description of how she looks. Um obviously that he has encountered her in that courtroom setting, but after that, he points it out to Hermione and Ron and he says, "It's that Umbridge woman." Hermione says, "Who?" She was at my hearing. She works for Fudge. Nice cardigan, said Ron, smirking. What is that line?
1: Thanks. I got it from the Gap.
2: (laughs) Why would Ron know? Like, is Ron a bit? Does Ron hate fluffy pink cardigans?
1: (laughs) This there's a secret side to Ron we've never seen. Is he's actually a really bitchy fashion critic?
2: Apparently
1: i went and looked at the like the harry potter lexicon like all the backstory for umbridge from pottermore and stuff and it's all like this uh it's very telling uh would you like to know which character didn't marry immediately out of out of school it's Uh it's umbridge it's umbridge she didn't she didn't get married but she wanted a husband at the ministry but no one liked her enough and so she got more and more embittered and and became more evil hmm she's just a crazy old spinster it's it's very strange and very uncomfortable and it's a it's a bummer because i think that the concept of her character and like and and when it works it works i love her dialogue Mm -hmm. um like like just just as as dialogue and and maybe maybe this is why everyone remembers the movie version so much better too because the movie by nature of being a movie, doesn't have this strangeness in the text, right? Like
2: Yeah, you don't you don't have like an extended sequence of Harry ranting about her clothes. Because that's the thing is why would Harry notice her clothes? It does it doesn't make sense.
1: Especially in a in a wizard school where like Dumbledore wears like purple robes and shit all the time. Who gives a fuck? Like like what is it about a pink cardigan that upsets him? I this is a thing that has come up a lot. A lot of people who like cite harry potter as like oh this was my political awakening blah 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 um the, a lot of the interpretation of Umbridge is that she's margaret thatcher
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i strongly disagree with that interpretation mm-hmm. like a- aside from the fact that they're both women i guess they are nothing alike uh, margaret thatcher is very forthcoming uh in her like ultra conservative evilness right like like she was not couching stuff in coded language like her her nickname was the iron lady right like right. she had a reputation yeah. for being tough i don't know who i would really compare Umbridge to like like if she's really meant to be anyone specifically but it's not it's it's not thatcher
2: i anticipate her being a little bit all over the place yeah as as far as that goes um but no i i agree i'm i'm a probably less less familiar with thatcher but but no that i mean th- her being the iron lady that's about all i know about her right is that she was just like kind of she's a hard ass right
1: yes yeah umbridge, like umbridge, isn't, a,
2: umbridge isn't a hard ass she's like a she's manipulative like manipulative lady that we hate
1: yeah it's 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 strange and it, and it just gets weirder as this chapter goes on the the parts that i think do work are i think her speech is very interesting i like the hermione cottons on to what it really means and i like the reaction of the teachers i just don't understand why the students are all immediately you know what it reminds me of do you remember god this is going way back do you remember like when sarah palin was a thing yes and like instead of criticizing sarah palin for being like a horrible human being and politician everyone was like i want to i want to fuck some liberal sense into that dumb bitch like bleh, like like she's i'm gonna photoshop her onto a bikini lady fucking sarah Palin." like that's really what this reminds me of is like wait what are you like why is that your first <laughs> line of attack here like
2: yep no definitely it's
1: we're gonna be dealing this is gonna be an ongoing thing in this book i just i just feel it i was not i did not i did not remember any of this i did not remember how grotesque we were supposed to find umbridge like like physically uh that illustration of her in the chapter illustration too is just like just outwardly vile it's it's so basic i guess just like Like, why, why, why does this character have to be? I mean, fuck, Rita Skeeter was the same way, right? Like any any time a character is like notably uh, ugly, or at least notably ugly enough for Harry to notice, they are evil. It's and it's like because they are evil that they are ugly, right? Like it's it's such basic storybook writing. It's very strange to me.
2: Yeah, and and also just like the over the top femininity. Mm-hmm. type stuff and like it's it really reading it felt like it relied on me having that disgust reaction to it right which uh you know crazy thing i do not have a disgust reaction when i see a pink cardigan <laughs> yeah no like,
1: weird and,
2: and i and i definitely like i i remember being a, a young teenager and i definitely would have right like mm-hmm. I, I i was i definitely had my you know not like other girls phase uh like rejection mm-hmm. of of femininity as like uh, that it's that's evil and and gross um it's i mean this this chapter is just that shirt that has preps crossed out
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah it, it, it's it's this it's so frustrating because like i said like the, there's parts of it that do work for me like like the the concept of a character who is um cloaking her her true motives behind this very outwardly like doting uh uh like grandmotherly tone and stuff is 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 fascinating like that's a cool character um but i just i just can't get with the the like outrageous reaction everyone has to her. like like imagine if imagine if it turned out she was like fine Right, like she was just the new professor, and she was a little bit old-fashioned, and she like she she wasn't like a ministry stooge or anything. She was just like, I'm your new professor, who's a little bit boring, and I like cats, and everyone's just like, fuck, I hate new. <laughs> there, well, God, I, I I will save it. I will save it for the next chapter when we actually get to her class. But there's there's a part where when the class is like in open rebellion against her lesson plan, where I just felt like I was going crazy. I
2: think I I, I think I agree with you. Let's talk about Seamus Finn again, and then we can get into the next chapter. Um, Yeah. uh, Harry, for the first time in four years, is interacting with people that aren't Ron and Hermione. (laughs) And it's it's to get into a a shouting match before bed.
1: Yeah, I actually don't hate this scene. I think Mm -hmm. it's fairly interesting. I wish it was a scene with characters who I had a little bit more (laughs) attachment to um i i i did not know that harry had any affection for seamus and dean previously um i didn't so, know he'd
2: ever talked to them before
1: right it's very now is it seamus or dean who's mad at him uh is it,
2: is it seamus she- i think seamus is mad at dean him. is dean is a is muggle born right that's
1: right dean's muggle born and doesn't care um i'm like i i i appreciate this like political rift scene and i like i like the part where harry just like just just like has you know he's clearly tired of this shit and he just like you know retaliates with just like a full-on shotgun blast someone basically like you know, well, <laughs> fuck you and your mom like like <laughs> uh i like that that's very like like i'm sympathetic to harry there just because like you know i i i understand that he's been feeling this pressure you know ever since uh you know grim place and coming back to hogwarts and like having to deal with this shit here um the part that's weird is that like i just don't know if i buy And it's not that I don't buy the concept, but more just like because we haven't gotten enough time with these characters or like enough time outside of Hogwarts to know what like wizarding politics and life is like. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see Seamus being that actively mad at Harry for for believing that Voldemort's back. I could see him being scared. I could see him treating Harry like a like you know like like a crazy person and just like like treating him like a child or like not wanting to talk to him or whatever but this weird thing where they're like in an actual shouting match about whether an evil wizard exists or not <laughs> is very funny to me
2: it's it is pretty funny i also kind of laughed at neville being like my grandma says that dumbledore is to be trusted <laughs> yeah it was, an odd, it was an odd interjection there
1: i i i appreciate neville in this scene just because i like the part where he i i i like the one insight into the wizarding world at large here where she where he says you know my grand says that it's the daily prophet that's going downhill not 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 dumbledore like that's cute i that's like a, a nice little way of like framing something outside of like hogwarts you know like like it's just that because we don't get enough you know time outside of hogwarts seeing what like the society and culture is like i just i the stakes seem very strange here i'm surprised this even came up right like like this isn't a conversation 15 year olds have generally
2: it's it's a weird one i I think the kind of funny thing that i come back to in this argument scene is Harry's trust in Dumbledore because he kind of he is he, the, a huge theme I might say of this book is, hmm. is you know is who do you trust right right and Harry's kind of Harry's going through it but I just I can't help but continue to think about how Harry just kind of trusted the first guy he met you know what I mean <laughs> right.
1: he, yeah 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 definitely he's he's especially because um Hagrid has a similar trust of Dumbledore and is treated like a simpleton for it uh by the book right like 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 Hagrid is 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 very loyal to a fault and mm-hmm. Harry especially cuz Harry is so mad at Dumbledore right now uh him still being weirdly loyal to him in this like weird fealty sense is very weird
2: it's it's a it's a strange one i'll be I'll, i'm curious to see if he will uh decide to to trust no one as things go forward or not but it just seems <laughs> like it is a little bit taken for granted how much i'm supposed to think dumbledore is the good guy here
1: yes for sure yeah it's yeah i just i, I, I don't hate this scene i i appreciate that we're getting time with characters beside uh ron and hermione and harry at all Um, we we even get like a short scene with Angelina uh, next chapter as well and like it's cool seeing more Hogwarts characters but like I wish we would have had some context for what they were what their relationship with Harry Harry was like before this right
2: where has Neville been for three books because I remember when we read the first one I was like I'm surprised how much Neville is in this yeah and then he left he just like He's he just is gone, and now they just he's just like reinserted as a character that is interacting, and it's just totally normal.
1: He was my favorite part of the fourth movie, like them replacing a bunch of the Dobby and stuff with Neville was great. How how Uh, dare
2: how dare you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Look, I would love to have Dobby and Neville in a movie, a a Neville
2: Dobby team up, perhaps.
1: Hell yes. But yeah, like like having Neville front and center in the movie um helps that one i think uh and i i'm i like neville um he's he's a fun character but yeah i just the Umbridge introduction just completely knocked me on my ass i was that I, I did not remember any of that stuff uh and it, it is uncomfortable i guess
2: Harry doesn't notice anyone else's clothes. I guess I should. I should get into chapter twelve, shouldn't I?
1: <laughs> he does, no, but you're not wrong. He, <laughs> he's like whoa. He's described Hagrid's coat once. I think. Yeah, uh, and and that's about it.
2: Does Ron go around commenting on people's people's sweaters?
1: I mean, this is the. I mean, look, this is the same thing that we we talked about before. I mean, this this comes up again when Angelina shows up in in the next chapter. Is like we only. Well, <laughs> Things like clothes or skin color or hairstyle only matter w- like when the character when you, when that's supposed to be something you notice about the character, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a problem, I think.
2: Shall we go into chapter twelve? Let's do it. It's called Professor Umbridge. Woo! Fred, Fred and George are advertising for jobs as uh as guinea pigs to test their um their their wheezes hermione uh has a brief conversation with ron because she says that we you know ron we have to stop them they can't experiment on students and ron says you know i don't want to that's not what i like i i didn't want to do that as a prefect um and harry gets kind of kind of freaked out um because he provided them money and is kind of worried that someone is going to find out or he did something wrong. Angelina has been made the Quidditch captain. Uh, she approaches Harry and, and tells him that uh, they're going to be having tryouts for a new keeper and that he'll have to go and and observe those. Uh, Hermione at breakfast is seen getting the daily profit still. And Harry kind of confronts her about that, but she says that it's good to keep track of the enemy uh Fred and George show up to say that classes are going to be really hard for them this year because of the the owls, the OWLs, their end of year exams, uh, and and the classes are just all going to be super rigorous. And they'll also be getting career advice. Uh there's a brief conversation where Ron thinks it would be cool to be an Auror, Harry agrees, um and Hermione says that that she wants to do something worthwhile. <laughs> Uh, something hell yeah hermione <laughs> uh and and so harry kind of snaps at her and she's like oh yeah i think being an order is worthwhile too just you know whatever um but before classes cho approaches harry ron and hermione trying to talk to harry about something um but before we can find out what she's approaching him about um ron jumps in tr- trying to be objective here and (laughs) and points out that she's wearing a pin for a quidditch team and asks if she's a fake fan because they've been winning so much and it's very confrontational until cho leaves and harry is kind of mad at ron because she he wanted to hear what cho had to say to him um we get some classes In History of Magic, Harry, uh, is really bored and doesn't listen to the lecture, which is about the giant wars. In Potions, Harry messes up his potion and Snape gives him a zero for the day. And Harry is very upset because, um, some other students messed up their potions more and didn't get zeros that Snape is just picking on Harry. Uh, in Divination, they interpret dreams. Harry is just kind of getting more and more upset throughout the day. In this case, he's uncomfortable because he's been having nightmares this whole time because he saw someone get murdered. Um, it's finally umbridge's class she starts the class and she writes down some principles on the board and uh, that are essentially just that they're going to be learning theory and in the class uh she says you know now read chapter one of your book hermione doesn't read uh she raises her hand and asks um about the principles and it basically comes down to umbridge has decided they won't be learning any real magic they won't be practicing magic they're just learning theory um and harry gets in an explosive argument with her about how uh essentially yeah but if we're attacked we're going to need to know more than theory and she says who would attack you and he says "Voldemort," because he's back and she says he's not back um and they their fight escalates to a point where she she gives him a slip of paper says go to professor mcgonagall you're kicked out of class um harry thinks he's gonna get in big trouble with mcgonagall but she's just kind of more exasperated gives him a cookie and says you know harry you're an idiot who do you think she's reporting to it's the ministry you need to keep your head down and not do this um you're gonna have detention with umbridge for the next week because of this but knock it off that's the end of the chapter
1: i have a very 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 important question about this chapter for you yeah 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 in fred and george's ad for (laughs) for guinea pigs sure is that the pokemon font
2: wait what let me look hold on i I feel i feel like it is now because i feel like i know what you're talking about
1: specifically where it says pocket money look at where look at pocket mon there
2: oh yeah put your
1: finger over money those are
2: some pocket monsters it is very close
1: (laughs) it's the pokemon font they're heroes they love pokemon good for them they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna ev and iv train all of their all of their uh uh guinea pigs until they're they're strong students do
2: you think that a wizard has tried to make like pokemon out of just like real animals <laughs> because really I mean, like, I, mean, like, like mouse I don't know, you know, know new like puts animals in the like magical expanding briefcase so you would think that you could do the same thing with like say a ball
1: he, like, he like takes a, takes a briefcase and, like, paints it red and white like a Pokeball. I could see it.
2: I feel like he that would be see. a good project for, like, a Muggle-born um, witch or wizard that maybe was a yeah, big Pokemon fan. Is, and we know J.K. Rowling is a big Pokemon fan. We
1: do know that the J.K. Rowling is a big Pokemon fan. Fuck it. All comes together. So, And that's how I know that this is the font. <laughs> she was a huge fan. She was like, I love that font. I'm putting it in my story. Um ron is a little fascist
2: oh big time ron is is such a cop so far so far in this book we've had him say to hermione that he's going to get crab and goyle in trouble for no reason before draco can get the gryffindors in trouble for no reason Uh um and then he also wants to let his brothers get away with breaking the rules because he likes them
1: he likes oh well not even that he likes them because he's scared of them making fun of him.
2: Right. Uh, he he has uh, like he has the strongest cop energy like <laughs> just like he's a coward. <laughs> he has no principles. Got C's <laughs> in school. Like like this is this is the like a the truest fictional cop I've ever read.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gets really way too angry about sports. Uh,
0: uh, yeah.
1: yeah uh, it's oh my god he he ron is the truest cop it's 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 very ugly but he's like
2: irredeemable at this point to me i mean not really (laughs) like if he try, if he stopped if he knocked it off but i know he's not going to this is just who he is now
1: yeah i mean there's a part of me that like i still sympathize with this whole like you know he he's looking down the barrel of his future and is like i don't know if i'm supposed to be like fred and george or percy right like i don't really want to be either of them um but he's just being percy at the moment but like even shittier he's he's being like like percy with no backbone right uh, uh which is like even worse than percy it's 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 very sad to see. Uh I hope he pulls out of this nosedive, but it's 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 too bad. I will say I do agree with Harry and Ron in this one part where they're talking about like, fuck no, I'm not gonna be friends with the Slytherins. That's like the one part here where I'm like, okay, yeah. Like,
2: I, I assume I'm supposed to think they're wrong, right? Y-
1: yeah, I think we're supposed to be on Hermione's side here. There's a lot of weird stuff in this chapter where I'm actually not sure whose side the book like assumes i'm gonna be like uh, you know rooting for right like there's a lot of arguing between the characters where i'm like eh, who am i who am i rooting for here exactly
2: this cho scene i screamed i it i could i could not believe bonkers. it i out of i didn't remember this at all this has been a continuing thing that where cho keeps trying to talk to harry but something something wacky happens the first time um harry got uh he got covered in cactus goo or whatever and this time um ron decides to do some did some quidditch gatekeeping
1: like if she if he had been like wearing his chudley cannons pin or something and, like, Cho had, like, made a shitty comment, to, like, a rivalry comment to him. I could see this being, like, just, like, a comedy of errors, right? Like, like oh, they were going to talk to Harry, but then they got in an argument about sports. And, haha, that's funny. But he just, like, goes for it while she's... she t- he interrupts her while she's talking to Harry. Like, he's I, so dumb. I, ha- I
2: have to read this because I I yeah. cannot believe it. Um, She said, they're talking about their summer... Cho is saying, oh, it was all right, you know, dot, dot, dot. Is that a tornado's badge Ron demanded suddenly pointing at the front of Cho's robes to which a sky blue badge emblazoned with a double gold T was pinned? You don't support them, do you? Yeah, I do, said Cho. Have you supported them or just since they started winning the league, said Ron in what Harry considered an unnecessarily accusatory tone of voice. I've supported them since I was six, said Cho coolly. Anyway, see you, Harry. And then later, when Hermione is... Uh, or rather when Ron is uh, Harry, uh, those are the three characters. When Harry, <laughs> Harry's mad at him for doing that, he says, oh, come on. Half the people you see wearing those badges only bought them last season. It means they're not real fans. They're just jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> are you kidding me? I,
1: I, when I saw the phrase not real fans in the book, I went to space. I did not expect I'm that. I'm still in
2: space. I have not returned back to this earth <laughs> after reading that.
1: God, it's 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 constant. It's so strange.
2: Ron is a it, cop sitting in a comic book shop, getting mad at girls that come in to like read Iron Man comics.
1: <laughs> are you, you reading that? Because you really into it, or could you just like the Avengers?
2: Do you really just, like, like Captain Downey America? Or are you just reading Bucky fan fiction?
1: It's so bizarre. I There's there's so much in this chapter. Have you noticed the last chapter have this too? They always call Professor Umbridge, that Umbridge woman. That phrase <laughs> pops up like 5 times in this chapter. It's absolutely wild to me. Like like just not cloaking it at all. Yeah, we I, all hate have, women
2: here. This is a woman hating woman hating zone that we've entered
1: why why it's so weird like oh i can't believe i have to deal with that fucking pink teacher and then this bitch supports this (laughs) team that's winning oh what the fuck i don't get it i i i can't tell how much of this is just like oopsie whoopsie like like just slipped into the book on accident and how much of it is like is is was was jk trying to like write an atmosphere of like teen boy misogyny i can't tell like honestly
2: yeah i feel like at least some of it is is very of its time also
1: yeah yeah
2: um i want to talk about the history of magic lesson very briefly just because we like to talk about hagrid's mission um yeah because Harry, Harry, so was so, Harry was so worried about Hagrid. He, <laughs> we spent a lot of time like in the, like last week talking about, uh, or, or rather last chapter talking about uh, Harry fretting about where Hagrid is and worried about him on a secret mission. And then very next chapter, we go to history of magic where bins is talking about the giant wars and Harry just decides it's too boring. He just can't listen. He doesn't care. I, i understand that it's like history but wouldn't he be interested in what hagrid's up to and might provide some historical context for 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 hagrid's mission that's I what i would feel think.
1: Like, I also i can never get over how bored harry seems already with like existing in a magic world like like if i learned that wizards <laughs> were real uh it would take me more than four years to stop thinking it was fucking awesome can you like how
2: can you imagine like a presenter so boring that you would not want to hear about a real life giant war that you just learned about
1: yeah
2: how boring would it have to be
1: yeah how how bad a teacher would they have to be like like i am i am uh, i am disappointed that, that there's there's not this like dynamic between the characters and whenever history of magic comes up where like hermione and harry are really into it and maybe they bond over finding it very interesting and ron is like i know all this shit i'm a wizard like this is just the real world to me I, like that feels like way more realistic to me than than this weird thing where harry can possibly find the concept of giants being real and having wars to be boring already
2: well i have excellent news for you and that it's that um harry being interested in magic is like an entire genre of fan fiction like (laughs) like that that is is a a like i want to read a story that is a rewrite of the books except for harry is interested and good at magic
1: oh my god that's so funny i did not know this oh i I think it makes people really
2: mad because it's frustrating
1: yeah it is frustrating i would love to see some examples of that if you ever find any good ones that is hilarious it is
2: very funny
1: uh speaking of classes i want to talk about this okay i think for the most part the writing in this book has been much better than gobble to fire Mm -hmm. like just just in terms of like how it's written and like the style and how it flows in snape's class Uh i am having such a hard time wrapping my head around this passage (laughs) where like we we know what her flourishes are like she loves points of ellipses she loves yelling in all caps But this part here, on Harry's left, Hermione sat up a little straighter, her expression one of the utmost attentiveness. The ingredients and method, Snape flicked his wand, are on the blackboard, they appeared there. You will find everything you need, he flicked his wand again, in the store cupboard, the door of the said cupboard sprang open. You have a half an hour. Start.
2: He's so dreamy.
1: He is, one, he is so dreamy, but two, where did this bizarre, like, (laughs) like, in the moment roleplay dialogue thing come from it's a little
2: it's a little bit roleplay isn't it
1: it's very roleplay
2: it it'll give great ideas i think that like any any snape roleplayer worth their salt should should read that passage and and take some <laughs> take a tip from that uh, i might also encourage the um owner of the snape novelty twitter account to try that out because they have they have strayed so far from the light of oh my of snape role roleplay <laughs>
1: Is this where we reveal our conspiracy theory about the Snape Twitter?
2: Uh, uh yeah, but only under the very strict um disclaimer parody. that it's parody pa- only. Parody,
1: parody, parody, parody. Uh we think it's Maddox. I remember. feel
2: like I feel like this might be something that if you're not old like us, you might not know because I think he only has like he doesn't have very many followers on Twitter. <laughs>
1: Maddox is so sad okay if if you are if you are one of our younger listeners if you are not an ancient internet fuddy-duddy like us Maddox used to run a page called the best page in the universe which was a shitty website where he would just write uh snarky like columns about whatever he was mad about it was
2: like very insult comic uh and very like uh, proto list humor article the thing that i remember more than anything else for some reason from reading that was that he wrote this um this this article and it was like his takedown of women's fashion yes and at the time yes. i thought it was very funny because i was not like other girls but i i never will forget that he one described red lipstick as looking like saying you look like a clown um and the other one was like they're like somewhat fashionable tops that were like pseudo turtlenecks, but the neck part was very uh, like frilly and, and like oversized. And he's like, it looks like your head is coming out of a vagina. So that was his that was his brand of humor.
1: There are very few people who look good in red lipstick, oh, and God. those people usually juggle for a living. I once met a girl who was able to pull it off, so I let her buy me dinner. Later that night, she was making out with my wang when I realized that all the lipstick was rubbing off, so I evacuated my moan maker from her face hole, took some silverware from my trouble, and snuck out of her tent red lipstick looks horrible on most women and all men the bright crimson hue is an unnatural abomination pushed upon your face by cynical cosmetic industry scientists i'm sure somewhere in a laboratory two scientists are high-fiving each other laughing at all the bullshit new names for shades of red they invent there have been literally thousands of names for the same color of lipstick over the years yet there are only about three shades of red Red, dark red, light red. Period, and I mean that grammatically, and not (laughs) menstrually. Though the context makes sense now that I think about it. They just make up names as they go along. You idiots keep buying the same three shades of red over and over again.
2: This is what past is like comedy in like two thousand four on the internet. This is (laughs) like internet humor. It sucks so bad. Anyway,
1: so bad. Anyway, so I thought he
2: fell off the earth or something actually i think that he has a podcast now so that was a good like maddox podcast simulator performance that you just did
1: yeah i don't know if that's what he sounds like but that's that's how his writing sounds um but uh his his writing his tweet style just became shit like that basically just like like take any of the sentences i just read lop it into tweet length and like that is the the thing the snape account on reddit which has like two and a half million twitter. followers or something or uh, reddit god uh, on twitter <laughs> excuse me there's probably a snape on reddit as well um the snape account on twitter just says the same stuff as that basically and every now and then there'll be one that's like mildly in character but most of the time it's like well what's a good what's a good one here you don't need to or tomorrow is april fool's day and if you try to pull something on me i will avada cadaver you that's one so that's one that's like at least harry potter related then right after that you don't need to do any april fool's jokes today your life is already a joke like that's just a maddox joke
2: that's that's a maddox um, joke
1: that's a maddox joke um the other thing that has convinced us is that maddox and snape follow no, each other and it's so oh, much it's weirder
2: the, than that because it's weirder because this than is, that you're this right is, this is what uh, what opened my third eye about this is that um the snape account started retweeting ads and it was like for a pot like one of those pop-up online internet like clothes shops that just like print yeah. like goofy like harry potter jokey t-shirts or whatever like unlicensed mm-hmm. that account has one thousand followers, roughly, yeah, like like one point like two thousand followers. And uh when you look at the followers, who follows that account but Maddox? And that's what made me remember who Maddox was. And I was like, wait, <laughs> the Snape tweets are just Maddox tweets. Why? Why if it wasn't Maddox, would Maddox follow this one point two K follower? Like. Merchandise, t-shirt. like unlicensed merch shop, it doesn't make sense.
1: Parody. This is all this parody. Is all parody, though. All um... parody. You can't. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 that is our conspiracy theory. Is that 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 Maddox uh, runs the Snape account, and it is it is slowly uh, slowly destroying him because he doesn't give a shit about Harry Potter. Whoever runs that Snape account clearly does not give a fuck about Harry Potter. Like no.
2: I think it. it's I think it's run by several people is my mm. supposition because there are like maybe three or four different kinds of posts because there are yeah. the, the the what I call Maddox posts now that are just like insult quote unquote insult comedy right where it's just like you, you know uh, good thing April Fool's is over uh, so that you won't pretend to be funny anymore idiot like that's like a Maddox a tweet to me yeah. and then there's other just like general harry potter content stuff that i assume yeah. is someone else maybe
1: he just punches up their jokes sometimes yeah he's like, like, a, a, he's like a freelancer right yeah yeah <laughs> <So> anyway, <laughs> there's 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 our very important snape twitter account theory yeah parody not real not real um, um
2: snape is very dreamy though
1: he is very dreamy um thank you jk rowling for teaching everyone how to do role play uh online there's another weird thing here that i just want to point out did you notice that the word enmity was used twice in this chapter no
2: i didn't catch that one but i don't... okay but to be fair i didn't catch ejaculated so apparently yes! I, I was well, n- i was not on my um weird word uh best yeah. reading this one
1: yeah um yeah let's uh let's talk about ron ejaculating huh let's let's get to the the umbridge stuff
2: yeah so um this is uh you know sometimes you go to class and it's um the karate class and your karate teacher says you won't be punching and kicking anyone in this class we're just gonna learn the techniques uh and then someone says but what if i'm attacked uh shouldn't uh-huh. i shouldn't i do karate on them and then your karate teacher says who's going to attack you um and then <laughs> and you, you say and then... <laughs> lord <Voldemort. laughs> this is such a weird scene
1: this is an insane scene
2: i've been really kicking this one around in my head a little bit because umbridge is at least a little bit right here i'm not saying a hundred percent but there is like a kind of bizarre um angle on this that feels like going to math class and being like when am i ever going to use this in the real world
1: Uh (laughs) uh-huh it it's so strange too because the the okay the thing she writes on the blackboard that is supposed to like we're supposed to read it and go like oh that's clearly coded language course aims understanding the principles underlying defensive magic learning to recognize situations in which defensive magic can legally be used, placing the use of defensive uh, defensive magic in a context for practical use. So like Hermione is not wrong to ask questions, but also her question is weird because Hermione says there's nothing written up there about using defensive spells, but that's what number three is. Placing the use of defensive magic in a context of practical use so i'm very confused i'm confused about which part i'm like like obviously it all works out because hermione is right yes like like because the way of the way the story is is written hermione is right because the story needs her to be but she's only right because because jk made her right and honestly there's nothing in that course aims thing that's really all that crazy the biggest red flag umbridge has in this whole intro is when she says that one of the teachers was a dangerous half-breed
0: yes right like like
1: that's the fucked up thing um a bunch of i have a real hard time uh sympathizing with a bunch of students upset that their class might be boring you know i feel
2: like theory is a good thing most of the time it also it it also situates defense against the dark arts for the first time as a practical self-defense class because i don't think it has ever really been that until now
1: yeah like 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 it was it was that with lupin and like lupin's classes were clearly great right but they were very fluffy um you know like he was he was like teaching them basics by he, he was he, lupin was like using defense against the dark arts to like teach kids life lessons basically mm-hmm. right like he set up like an obstacle course for them and like taught them to overcome their fears it's not like a practical defense course like this is pretending to be um, yeah i mean i mean
2: a lot the the creatures that they were learning about are like you know if you're ever like walking through a marsh in china like Japan, watch out. Kappa.
1: yeah um there there is a real element of this where it just feels like like the karate class example is very is very apt i was just thinking like i could not um like stop thinking about wands in the context of wands just being guns now right like 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 oh i don't want to go to any, pussy class we're we not shooting we any guns in this class i can't believe i can't i if i'm not if i'm not unloading into a grindy low in defense against the dark Arts, what the fuck am i taking it for
2: this has a this this whole thing has such a a strange edge of um of, like, it's not worth learning if it's not practical. Yeah. It's, like, very much, like, the, like, it's worthless. And, like you said, like, Hermione is right because J.K. Rowling made her right uh, because Mm -hmm. Umbridge is evil. And maybe, I, I don't remember if she's trying to sabotage them, but i can't really take a class of 15 year olds seriously that have to stand up and be like we need to fight (laughs) we need to fight in
1: the war (laughs) excuse excuse me pe teacher but i'm tired of playing dodgeball when are we going to be learning how to matrix dodge gunfire
2: (sighs) this is uh, this is so close to something good i feel i I,
1: yeah which makes it
2: just kind of a bummer that it is like really all over the place
1: i'm also surprised why is it hermione that notices hermione loves theory Hermione's a fucking nerd she loves reading books and doing theory Uh, like like why is she the one who notices that 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 that, that the class is going to be boring now
2: i guess because of what she noticed from the speech is what we're supposed to think
1: yeah I, I i just i i feel like all through this reading that they like this book just tipped its hand with umbridge way too early yeah like the,
2: i would have liked to see a a swap of hermione's attitude between chamber of secrets and this book like don't fawn over lockhart but like umbridge because she wants to tell you all the theory
1: yeah that's a, that's one way for sure there's just it, it, it's it's hermione is like a a hole filler in this book now, almost right. Where like, like if there's a scene where neither Ron nor Harry would make the most sense to like take an active role in the storytelling, Hermione jumps up to the task. It's a weird way to frame a character.
2: It's really strange that that her, like Umbridge acts this way when it really would have been like why is she hiding this when she could have just come come right out it could have been a reversal of the and in some ways it is a reversal of the first moody lesson where moody says put your books away take out your wands i'm going to be teaching you something practical and umbridge is is doing the opposite where umbridge could be like put your wands away we're not going to be casting spells in this class
1: right yeah 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 and it's weird that everyone has such fond memories of the uh, okay. I actually have a. I just I just put this together in my brain because a character does say that they they're like aware of what happened with Moody. Mm-hmm. So why is the Voldemort stuff so unbelievable to people if they know that uh, a Death Eater was pretending to be a teacher at their school for a year and they still seem to have fond memories of his class? I what's going on there? <laughs> weird what what's going on there i'm just now i'm trying i just remember there's a line where someone
2: i don't know i think i think probably the same line that fudge has which is that he's just like a a lone wolf just acting on his own and trying to to
1: do what to to To, to, to be be real
2: be a really good teacher okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's going on in this book jk
2: I mean, yeah, it, it is that's... so it is so funny how dismiss like dismissive they are of all of that where it's like yeah moody might have been trying to kill us all but uh he was a good teacher and it, it really is um the him casting unforgivable curses on them and like demonstrating the killing curse is is pretty much looked at by the text as a a good thing right yeah yeah i uh, I don't know th- this is the st- I don't, this. is like you know Harry standing up and being like our last teacher showed us saving Private Ryan and now you don't want to face yeah. the realities of war
1: <laughs> our last yeah our last teacher let us watch movies and hang out this is dumb I don't want to read a book I, I yeah I just have a real hard time okay yeah no I found the line Dean Thomas he turned out to be a maniac didn't he mind you we still learned loads so they do know <laughs> they do know that he was fake moody
2: it's chill what the fuck it's chill it's not a big deal he was still a really good teacher so it's fine like
1: like the part that like the the part that like makes Umbridge bad here i i still think is effective like this i do love the like constant comedy routine in this chapter of her telling people to raise their hand and then ignoring them (laughs) um like like that's pretty funny and like her kind of weasel-wordy f- stuff about like like how oh if you learn the theory like y- you can you can do the spell probably in a in a in a closed context no problem like i like that stuff but i just like i said it really feels like it's tipping its hand way too early with her being like the evil government stooge here right yeah
2: it's weird that it's just such a given like oh of course of course she's right. evil um Uh, it's kind of it's kind of a mess i feel like we've been really down on these chapters and there is a lot to like about them
1: yeah there's there's some good stuff um let's talk about the most important thing which is uh ron ejaculating
2: right yeah loudly
1: loudly loudly is this the is the i I'll, i'll i wonder if there's a way for me to check online if there's like a a number of times words appear in harry potter thing but like I wanna know if this is the first time because I do know that she uses ejaculated as a synonym for said many times in the later books. And Does I Does she?
2: I don't remember yes, that ver- I mean, more apparently than, more I don't more. notice it at all.
1: Truth be told, I completely passed over it my first reading tool. I only I only discovered it last night when I was like rereading for my notes and stuff. Hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, there it is. There's Ron ejaculating.
2: It must be a joke Here, on purpose, right? Like she thinks it's funny <laughs> to put in there. Otherwise it would have been cut in editing.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of. She loves come jokes. Yeah, uh,
2: honestly.
1: She... Yeah, she I does. mean, who doesn't? You know, that's fair. Who whom among us does not enjoy a good? A Wait, cum we joke? had we
2: had an extended sauce wand, uh joke on this podcast. <laughs> that's so.
1: fair enough. That's a classic routine from the shrieking Shadow. It's important I'm for us to find. To judge. It's
2: important for us to find some common ground with J.K. Rowling.
1: That's right. It's come jokes. We we also love cum jokes um but yeah it's it's so weird because yeah it would either be cut and editing or at least like a note like question mark question mark question mark why did you put that there it's i i i i'm convinced that she just thinks it's funny that she's like she knows she's writing a kid's book and like it's a big word and she'll let it slip by right like that's the only thing i can
2: yeah this sure doesn't read like a kid's book anymore
1: that's true Harry also just got nutted on by a cactus. Oh yeah, like in the right in front
2: chapter.
1: of Cho. Right in front of Cho. Some got on Cho. Some got on Cho too, or something. Was that part of it? It, it was a whole thing. They're that they're, they're really going for it in this book. She's 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 letting the nut fly free. Finally, <laughs> in, in these later books. Yeah. Then, you know what? Go for it, JK. Get it. <sighs> But I that I guess that'll be count one on my we're putting it on the big board. We have the 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 cumul- cumulative okay. Can I tell a story? Can I tell a work story? Yeah, please. Okay. I used to work in a uh a microchip processing plant. Sure. It sucked ass. Awful job. Um, but it was very funny every time the quarter was ending, um, because whenever I because it was was like my job to like go down into the clean room where they like make all the microchips uh, and basically like make sure all the documentation, and all the books that they were using was up to date. Mm -hmm. So whenever I would have to go in there and it was the end of the quarter, they had these big monitors everywhere with these graphs on. uh, And the amount of uh, like batches of microchips that like went through in a day or a week or whatever, is referred to as loads (laughs) and and the tracker uh that like 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 on this big graph it was like how how many loads have been completed today uh was cumulative loads uh, (laughs) like over time and what that meant was because that's a big word and so there's this big graph that was constantly (laughs) above everyone's heads that was just cum loads uh and like with like a graph that was like going up and down and i lost my shit every time i saw it i have a picture of it somewhere from like i'll have to like dig around my phone like years and years back but if i find it i'll post on the twitter it was so funny like every time i'll go in there that
2: really sounds like a joke that jk rowling would write into a novel that she wrote about uncle vernon's job you know like where where he would he would go to work and he would like check the cum loads right
1: yeah (laughs) he's he's his very boring job at the drill factory uh and but he has to check the cum loads it's oh, i'll see if i still have that photo it's very That's fun excellent. yeah um thank you for letting me indulge in a dumb in a dumb load story yeah. on, on the podcast no, I loved it. Uh, do you have anything else for the? what else happens uh, in this make, the mcgonagall
2: scene mcgonagall calls harry oh. a dumbass. ass he is she's, she's right. right i support her yeah
1: i uh i mcgonagall is the only smart character in this book
2: it's true so i like her a lot she,
1: she's great I, I I like i like that she gives harry like a biscuit that's very cute but like her i i'm so irritated that like no one at grimald place or like even mcgonagall like maybe before harry went to umbridge's class like pulled him aside and was like hey keep your fucking head down right like like, I'm surprised that that only happened post him being a dumbass. Because if there's one thing that all of these characters should know is that Harry is really stupid.
2: Oh, big time. Yeah. it It is, it, the lack of information that is given to Harry is so unrealistic to the point of frustration. And knowing that the only reason that characters are acting that way is it's the only way to make the plot happen is kind of getting a big side right. eye from me.
1: Yeah, I mean like like that's the that's the Hermione thing too, right? It's just like like Hermione I like I'm glad that Hermione's being perceptive and like having political thoughts in this, but it's they're all over the place from a character development point of view because uh, like 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 we've talked about it's Umbridge would be her kind of teacher like a hundred percent like like in this chapter they go to Binz's class which everyone else finds boring but like she's the only one taking notes like a practical defense against the or you know practical as in it's a a a like strict curriculum that would be like right up her fucking alley um but because the plot needs her to like know the umbrage is a stooge that's how it plays out it's 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 so frustrating
2: Yeah, I think that Hermione's character really stumbled. I mean, like, it's been having its problems, especially seeing as she kind of pops in and out, depending on whether the plot has something for her to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the the spew stuff, other than the spew stuff being really weird, um, I think that that took her character and put it in a really weird place that I have a hard time imagining she'll really recover from
1: yeah yeah it's, it's 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 i i it's it's like you said previously like how you know a characters politics are limited by what the author knows about politics because it's funny that hermione encompasses um like full-on radical uh normal liberal and then sometimes like by the books conservative right like like she just kind of encompasses whatever the story needs her to be to be correct mm. in that scene weird weird, weird. <laughs> i wonder
2: why that could be
1: i wonder i wonder i wonder yeah that's that's the thing that makes her the true self-insert character right like
2: uh somet- like sometimes the correct thing is just right in the middle huh
1: hmm mm. no how crazy Nah. no how weird nope not at all but yeah i yeah i'm I'm, we've been down on these chapters it's not even that these chapters were bad they're just kind of strange like
2: it's a lot of information yeah kind of all happening at once
1: it's a lot of information that i like the information honestly i find fairly interesting it's the parts where the plot is happening kind of like in between all that information or like to get that information into the character's heads where it's stumbling a lot for me here
2: i can't also I cannot like we didn't... believe the cho scene i
1: cannot i cannot it is so why is he like that why is he like that ron is uh so so percy percy is is a government government freak fred and george they're youtubers ron Uh, I think Ron uh, is just going to get really into Gamergate when that happens. Oh, definitely. That's his thing. Fake girl gamers.
2: Yeah, it's he's kind of already kind of on that track with Quidditch. So
1: fake Quidditch fans. (sighs) Disgusting. Absolutely gross. Uh, There's a bunch of other like weird interpersonal stuff between the characters that we didn't really cover that I just want to touch on very briefly. The Harry Ron Hermione fight is so weird. That's when I was talking about how like I'm not sure which character I'm supposed to be rooting for, when Hermione and Ron are like sniping at each other and like Harry storms off and is like, Well, you two stop having a go at each other. And then Ron comes back when they're in divination and is like very diplomatically like, We've decided to stop fighting, but you also need to stop being mean to us. And then it just sort of gets dropped from there. I was like, who who is the character I'm supposed to relate to here? 'cause kind of all all of them are being weird,
2: yeah, it's really bizarre i I don't even know if I really have a lot to say about it just because it seems extraneous
1: <laughs> it's ex- it's so extraneous that Hermione's not even involved in the apology. She just relays it to Ron, and Ron's like, like we're done fighting, <laughs> like, okay, thanks. this didn't matter at all
2: i don't, i can't I can't even recall what they were fighting about oh the the Weasleys thing, right
1: yeah the wizard wheezes stuff
2: i don't care about that at all <laughs> sorry <laughs> it just it just doesn't matter who gives a shit they're entrepreneurs
1: <laughs> i i wish them all the best well i think we've 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 exhausted this this particular set of chapters shall we take a break
2: would you say that fred and george are disrupting the joke market <laughs>
1: Well, they. Oh my god, that thing about market research—they're talking over like, ah, like we're gonna spend our last year doing market research in in Hogwarts and and making the products the students demand is so funny. Uh, they are the
2: product we know about is the make you barf product. I feel like they're making a Juicero. <laughs>
1: yeah. Fred and George as uh, as like Silicon Valley pranksters is the darkest timeline I can imagine. Yeah,
2: they're like they're like um like like venture capitalist pranksters.
1: <laughs> that's that's so. Oh, they're no, they're they're Elon Musk's. Ugh. They're horrible. Ugh. They're gonna start dating Grimes. This is terrible. This is terrible. What a horrible twist of fate. Yeah, Fred and George. <laughs> I used to like you guys so much. I used to like they were they were funny. They told jokes. Funny stuff. Now they're Apple. Yep. That's sad. Well Yeah, let's let's take a break and uh and uh this has been a long one, but you know what? This is a weird chapter. It deserves it.
2: welcome back we have i guess this is the second week in a row uh because last week we got introduced to a new character luna and now we have umbridge yeah so i have some umbridge things from around online um but before we get to that i want to read a luna imagine for you because i i was looking for umbridge imagines and was disappointed because they're very predictable uh but imagine
1: this, imagine shooting sh- umbridge in gosh. the face because you hate her
2: yeah pretty pretty much that there is a um a wattpad story that is about a hundred chapters long and it's like a hundred ways that umbridge dies right and it's oh my exactly God. do you remember that do you remember that show a thousand ways to die yeah it's yeah it's kind of like that but it's I kind of like, want to
1: read this Final Destination, but just for Umbridge.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a story. Like each chapter is like a sentence, right? Like a different ways <laughs> that she dies. Um, but anyway, I saw this Luna Imagine, and um, I just wanted to read it before we jump into Umbridge. Um, and one of the funniest things apart about this is that it's for a specific person. So it's not it's not written in second person. It's written for Alex.
1: Oh, okay. It's, well, called,
2: it's called Luna Imagine for Alex. So
1: okay. if, there any Alex, Alex is,
2: if there's any Alexes listening, okay. this will be, seem very intimate. Um, hope you like this. Alex is POV. Luna and I have been best friends ever since we were little, and we started dating in our fourth year. I protected her from all the mean and hurtful comments the other Hogwarts students threw at her and I. Years later, the time skip. As we were battling Death Eaters, one of them managed to shoot me with a spell that knocked me into a coma. One year later, (laughs) I woke up from my coma to see Luna looking at me. She smiled as she kissed me. I love you, she told me. I love you too, I replied back. Don't do that again, she ordered me, to which I nodded. We got married and had adopted Teddy as our son. The end what don't, uh, do re- that.
1: don't do that again don't get shot again don't please. get shot
2: and knocked into a coma again i want to know what was the prompt like can we do this like jeopardy style
1: because <laughs> I think just... oh i love this idea because
2: this was a request but we don't see the request we know that alex asked for this and i want to know what it like do you think it was like can you write an imagine to me for me where i get knocked into a coma <laughs> do you think because it could be like a lot of things right yeah you write or, an imagine for me where i get married to luna and adopt teddy as our son
1: it's it's very weird because you can't like like if you if you I, I feel like if if the if the prompt was uh can you write me an imagine about me marrying luna all those extraneous details are insane um but if if your if your prompt was uh uh can you write a, a a imagine about me uh being sent into a coma in a glorious battle with a death eater all those extraneous details <laughs> just seem really mundane
2: so this like is, this is the thing that kills me though is because if all of the details were requested the the shortness of the story like they've they've already written it right like like if you say i i want to get knocked into a coma where luna is 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 waiting for me as i wake up and then we get married and um and adopt teddy you've already written it
0: yeah that's 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 it yeah that's
2: like in your email to the (laughs) to the author that you wrote it already
1: oh my god yeah it's like the same amount of yeah it's the same amount of words more or less like because imagines are already so bare bones like that like they're just you know you fire them off and they're just like very basic concepts for you to mull over i'm i really want to know which details were the embellishments here this is fascinating
2: well well not all imagines are bare bones i on our bonus episode we read a novella that's true benedict cumberbatch imagined so i don't i don't want to say that that's bare bones that's nothing but that's that's Um, yeah so that's my that's my luna imagine for us i also had to read it because i am such a fan of the like teen style posts that are like you always end up in a coma or a car wreck Uh or or you know getting a heart transplant
1: they're always this close to the i love you five ever thing like
2: D- yes yeah they're they're definitely relatives of that um i want to do something less fun oh boy i feel like we have to do this because we just met umbridge you told us what's in the lore right yeah. she she mm-hmm. she she didn't she never got married so she's sad and mean and evil there is a passage on the pottermore umbridge page called jk rowling's thoughts and i find it uh similarly to how hermione found umbridge's speech illuminating i find this to be illuminating i can't wait so i thought we could go through it jk rowling's thoughts once long ago i took instruction in a certain skill or subject I am being vague as vague can be for reasons that are about to become obvious. And in doing so came into contact with a teacher or instructor whom I disliked intensely on site. Is there a difference between a teacher and an instructor? Seems like a weird line <laughs> to draw. That's uh, all.
1: I, I, I'm, the instructor just makes me think this was her like driving instructor.
2: In, a, in some sort of skill. S- <laughs> some, some sort of a skill. A skill or subject. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're only really hating, hating her driving instructor seems On the money.
2: Are you ready for this?
1: No, but... The show must go on.
2: The woman in question returned my antipathy with interest. Why we took against each other so instantly, heartily, and, on my side at least, irrationally, I honestly cannot say. What sticks in my mind is her pronounced taste for twee accessories. I particularly recall a tiny little plastic bow slide, pale lemon in color, that she wore in her short, curly hair. I used to stare at that little slide, which would have been appropriate to a girl of three, and thought it was some kind of repellent physical growth she was quite a stocky woman and not in the first flush of youth and her tendency to wear frills where i felt frills had no business to be and to carry undersized handbags again as though they had been borrowed from a child's dressing up box jarred i felt with a person a personality that i found the reverse of sweet innocent and ingenuous what do you think of that (sighs) there's JK, more i just am trying to jk
1: butt out of what other people are wearing what the fuck unless 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 you're uh criticizing tom Felton for emerging from a garbage can wearing a bowling shirt <laughs> i just we're just worried about this. him we're just yeah <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm worried about him also he's he has mo- he has harry potter money he can he can dress himself or find someone to do that if back. his
2: bowling shirt brings him joy then i am i'm am happy for him i That's just fair. don't look into his eyes and see joy i see <laughs> fear. <laughs> i fear I, I see fear <laughs> yeah.
1: fear of the great unknown yeah jk what's the deal huh This is weird. This is a weird thing to do as the richest person in Scotland. (laughs)
2: She 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 is just like completely on site with this woman.
1: (laughs) It's on site for this fucking driving instructor. I hate it.
2: (laughs) I'm always a little wary when talking about these kinds of sources of inspiration because it is infuriating to hear yourself misinterpreted in ways that can cause other people a great deal of hurt.
1: I'm not misinterpreting this. (laughs) This is just mean.
2: (laughs) This woman was not... Quote, the real Dolores Umbridge. She did not look like a toad. She was never sadistic or vicious to me or anyone else, and I never heard her express a single view in common with Umbridge. Indeed, I never knew her well enough to know about her, much about her views or preferences, which makes my dislike of her even less justifiable. However, it is true to say that I borrowed from her, then grossly exaggerated, a taste for the sickly, sweet, and girlish in dress, and it was that tiny little pale lemon plastic bow that I... That I was remembering when I perched the fly-like ornament on Dolores Umbridge's head. What? This is uh, like this I is know. like deep. Like
1: <laughs> okay, there are a couple things I want to touch on here. Sure. Number one, um, this thing where she says she was not ugly. You just called her ugly like a paragraph ago, JK. Like it, like it maybe in like ugly a fancy. Clothes. <laughs> then the other thing is this entire uh this has the like energy of uh uh, a post that you make when someone has sent you an email that says hey i just read your book what the fuck right like wait like did did the person did her driving instructor or whoever whoever this (laughs) is like uh 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 like like read this and was like hey i i knew you i'm really hurt by this this is clearly me and then they <laughs> she was like no no i will put it on my website that it is not you don't worry
2: no preps allowed i have got more why,
1: why does she care about the frills it's so it, weird it's it's
2: such like because i read this after i read the chapters and i'm like why does harry hate the way she looks and i'm yeah. like oh this is why yeah it's so bizarre um i have noticed more than once in life that a taste for the ineffably twee can go hand in hand with a distinctly uncharitable outlook on the world i once shared an office with a woman who had covered the wall space behind her desk with pictures of fluffy kitties she was the most bigoted spiteful champion of the death penalty (laughs) with whom it with with whom it has ever been my misfortune to share a kettle a love of all things saccharine often seems present where there is a lack of real warmth or charity i feel this might be a little bit of confirmation bias
1: i mean yeah there's there's a nugget of truth in here sort of and like there are a lot of things that are i would say are like popular with like the right wing or like the like the ye olde conservative wing that are kind of hilariously like cutesy and welcoming for people who like want all the brown people to like jump into a hole right like that's that's a real thing sure but, but mm-hmm this yeah confirmation bias is the way to put it for sure this is also very weird coming from like i don't like i don't want to want to fall into this trap myself but like y'all seen what jk rowling wears like (laughs) she's she's not uh lacking in in like pink girly attire right like she loves that shit she's she's like wears. I don't know go look at like the fantastic beast premieres and, like look at the insanely expensive dresses and stuff she's wearing remember that documentary you watched where she like goes to the, the expensive shoe store and is like like looking at all the all the fancy high heels it's this weird relationship she has with with this stuff is very weird
2: i feel like she would be happier if she maybe uh investigated her feelings about this stuff a little bit more
1: yeah that's a that's an odd thing
2: so dolores who is one of the characters for whom i feel purest dislike became an amalgam of these traits take or excuse me amalgam of traits taken from these and very in a variety of sources her desire to control to punish and to inflict pain all in the name of law and order are i think every bit as reprehensible as lord voldemort's unvarnished espousal of evil okay I mean, sure. okay Umbridge's names were carefully chosen. Dolores. Ah. Dolores, you might not have picked up on this one. Uh Dolores means sorrow, something she d- undoubtedly inflicts on all around her. Umbridge is a play on Umbridge from the British expression oh. to take umbridge, oh. meaning offense. Oh. <laughs> hmm.
0: Dolores wow. is
2: offended by any challenge to her limited worldview. I felt her surname conveyed the pettiness and rigidity of her character. It is harder to explain Jane. It simply felt rather smug and neat between her other two names
1: <laughs> that's just a normal name it's just a normal name jane smug smug um i have a question for jk rowling hmm. can she explain to me what general grievous's name means i've i've I always hope, i wondered, hope that
2: she does i, I i've think that always I would, wondered i would love if pottermore just like opened up its heart to star wars and hosted one page and it was the general, general
1: grievous, grievous information Rowling, page jk rowling's thoughts general grievous he has four arms <laughs> and they all have a lightsaber in them it's very cool when he walks forward and spins all the lightsabers at obi-wan kenobi who says hello when he jumps down to greet him
2: it is cool
1: obi-wan kenobi rides a lizard
2: it is cool
1: it is pretty cool that movie's not good but that part's cool
2: so i just wanted to read that i think it's a lot to unpack
1: that's that's illuminating for sure that's i I uh, i i feel sorry for the person this is based on like it's i bad. i i don't get why um why it, it's so focused on her outward appearance like it's it's so i don't know what, what like like how old were you when you learned that like or like we're we're being actively taught that like you shouldn't judge people for their appearances i feel like i was like one i I I, <laughs> I I just i i've never in my life uh had this this like such a visceral reaction to the way someone dresses that i actively hate them there's certainly people who dress goofy and it's kind of funny or whatever. Like, it's fun to go... I was just looking at some very funny pictures of, of like, the, the Harry Potter cast in, like, 2004 wearing very 2004 pants. But that's a little different, I feel, from, like, seething unholy rage at someone for wearing frills where I don't think frills should go. Like, what the fuck?
2: It's it's so it really in some ways recalls to mind i i guess like like i've said it like three times now but being like i don't like preps i would not say like i had a visceral disgust but i i can remember being like a little bit like I don't, I hate that girl and her stupid Hollister sweatshirt, right? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I I hate that. What does she What does she think? Does she thinks she's cool and or she's better than me, like whatever that that whole thing. But like, that's kind of like fucked up a, a little bit, uh, and really kind of far removed from an experience that I would expect Harry to have about his teacher like i think that that's like yeah. a like a peer experience i mean teenagers are mean to each other right like mm-hmm. that obviously like different clothes kind of signal different like social groups or or like i remember it specifically like it wasn't like oh you're wearing pink it's like oh you're wearing this brand like and you kind of come up with like a concept of what they might think of themselves or or square off as like enemies in that way or a
1: class Uh, thing like oh you're not wearing this brand because you can't afford it why
2: would harry think that way about his teacher i don't get that part his (laughs) his teacher who is a middle-aged woman and
1: ron too ron ron just like coming out with like this like Joan Rivers that's oh nice pink cardigan miss umbridge were they selling that at the at the, at the gap ooh ooh like like what like where is this coming from
2: it's bizarre um i've got some reddit posts to wrap up and then that's I what i like going, to hear. going a little long i i know you like to i hear that but i feel like i have a some kind of uh a little bit of a cursed offering Uh, this afternoon I'm
1: ready I'm ready
2: subject line I gotta know who's more hated at this point this post ominously is tagged as mildly related (laughs) what? first I'd like to say I'm sorry to any supporters we may have in this sub but I'm dying to know who's the most hated Dolores Umbridge or Donald Trump
1: oh no (laughs) Uh, the fictional character or the real person? Hmm. Tough choice. That what is a did, tough what, choice. What does Reddit have to say?
2: <sighs> it looks like it skews about half and half, to be honest.
1: Oh, boy. Ooh, wee wah. Zooey, mama. Uh,
2: this one, I'm very confused about this one. Umbridge. Trump's a dick, but he hasn't done the biggest harm he can yet. So umbridge until Trump does. What harm is umbridge? Do- what? What, what could that
1: possibly mean? Umbridge sucks, but she like she's a mean teacher. I I'm sorry, I don't really think these are comparable.
2: <laughs> as long as he hasn't done the worst thing it that he can do, I think thing. I have to go with this fictional character who Harry is Potter
1: lines. Teacher
2: doesn't teach doesn't teach harry potter karate in class (laughs) oh
1: god yikes yeah gotta go with the real person on this one
2: you might be able to predict there are a million of these
1: (laughs) i've definitely seen the um that like shitty photoshop of donald trump's face onto Umbridge like on like the promotional still of professor umbridge it's very epic
2: there are also a lot of umbridge hillary clinton
1: oh posts. not not
2: on reddit though I, ha- I i will say that i was gonna say give the subreddit credit but they're I mean, they're not gonna get credit for this um <laughs> but it but it's like a a common image macro hillary clinton uh Umbridge thing. I get but it
1: because they're both women.
2: They're both women. Um, but yeah, there are a million of these. Like Trump is Umbridge all along. I've been thinking that Donald Trump reminded me of some someone. Only lately I've realized who it is, Dolores Umbridge. What do you think their similarities and differences are? Um, <sighs> it's the? a lot.
1: i look. I I can't. I can't imagine. This is so dark to me because I can't imagine <laughs> viewing the world this way i also don't like hillary clinton but i i it it doesn't feel that hard to be able to like look at the world and and come up with real reasons to like or dislike things whether or not they remind you of a of a kid's book you read one time that's so insane to me please people
2: i won't read any more of those i could (laughs) i i I, I was like for a second i was like will i just do all of these i will not um so i'll read some general ones and then we'll wrap it up jk rowling destroyed the stereotypical villain when she created dolores umbridge dolores umbridge is simply a teacher representing the ministry and creates so much havoc and discord without performing any complicated spells fascinating
1: (laughs) please read another
2: book i'm begging people
1: (laughs) She destroyed the
2: stereotypical villain
1: i hate the stereotypical villain i hate them i'm so glad that we finally jk rowling has invented three-dimensional characters
2: with ordinary villains with ordinary villains you know exactly where you stand but she's a much more dangerous villain because she's insidious
1: Ooh, ooh. big word she is insidious
2: darth sidious
1: (laughs) oh yeah jk rowling can you explain to me what darth sidious (laughs) means
2: i yeah i don't know that one after that i'd like to hear about darth
1: nihilus (laughs) can you tell me what zam wessel means though for real what does that one mean
2: is she the assassin that dies in like she's, two she's seconds sh-
1: i had such a crush on zam wessel when i was a kid
2: she's she's in the, she, she's in the movie for like two seconds yeah
1: but she's a cool she's a cool lady who has this big sniper rifle and goggles it was, look, look it was a different time it was cool um,
2: it, it was it was a different time um i this is, this is a really weird one, but not really. I, just, oh. I, I am baffled at what led up to this post. It's just in the subject line. The post is tagged help. <laughs> <laughs> right, potheads. Help me out. The missus and I are watching Order of the Phoenix, and we're trying to figure out who the most hated character is in the series. She, predictably, thinks it's Umbridge, whereas i reckon it's Trelawney. can i have some backup here
1: no no you can't absolutely not i hope no one gave them backup
2: i'm i'm looking for any uh any backup so That's many people have just responded umbridge
1: yeah good i, Tre- I trelawny
2: I, is pretty lovable
1: defend Trelawney gang
2: every poll i have ever seen and there have been hundreds always lists umbridge as number one
1: it's so weird like i get that like umbridge being more believable makes it a lot more visceral for some people but it's also very funny that she is the most hated character in the book with actual wizard hitler two wizard hitlers
2: the book does have two wizard hitlers doesn't
1: it it sure does (laughs) <laughs> has has old Wizard Hitler and new Wizard Hitler.
2: I think the OP just doesn't like Trelawney because of the movies. Huh. They say, okay, I get it, but you're meant to dislike Umbridge. Her character was designed to evoke hatred, but Trelawney is just vague, ambiguous, and completely devoid of character, and it's not like I don't like Emma Thompson either. I think her ability to realize complex characters is unrivaled, but I feel she lacked direction in this role. I don't hate Umbridge because I'm meant to. I dislike Trelawney because I'm meant to like her and don't. Anyone else agree? No one agreed. No. No. I don't think this defend. person realized that Trelawney's in the movie for like two minutes, like about yeah. as, much run, as much screen time as Zam Wessel.
1: <laughs> Ooh, Zam Wessel versus, or, or uh, who do I like more, Zam Wessel or Professor Trelawney? Probably Professor Trelawney. She's cool. I like Trelawney a lot. Me too. Zam Wessel dies really quickly.
2: um Do you love uh, Logic and Reason?
1: I love nothing better.
2: Uh, then you're going to love this next post and my last one. Uh, It's entitled Why I Personally Despise Umbridge. While Umbridge has many instances where she proves her evilness, the part that always gets me hating her the most is in the one Defense Against the Dark Arts class where she basically says that as students, they couldn't know any better than her and uses this logic to completely shut down any argument they could come up with. The reason this makes me hate her so much is that some of the other things that prove her then some of the other things that prove her evilness like the blood quills are still kind of hard to relate to as a student however being told by a teacher that i couldn't possibly know anything worthwhile would be devastating to me i'm fortunate to have teachers that treat me well but i still shudder to think what being in any class of hers would be like anyways that's my two cents as to why she is so hateable i'd love to hear your takes on this
1: (sighs) i know that we all love lupin because he like respected the kids and like gave them a little bit of like free reign and stuff but also kids are kind of dumb sometimes and umbridge is not wrong like umbridge is like umbridge is is you know the, the the problem with umbridge is that she is she is a secret government spy right like that's that's the bad part and like it's very tactless of her when she says like oh like uh, this this has been written by witches uh, and uh, that are like older and smarter than you but also not entirely wrong like like what is what does harry know about like magical theory he gets bored every time like giant wars come up he's never learned any theory
2: yeah it's it's such a shame because there's so much to point to about her that is very very bad but everything that she is about is a complete moving target
1: right yeah she's such an interesting character potentially and like maybe maybe the more we read the better it'll get um uh in that regard i just like everything i I, it it feels like i'm trying to grab on to the most interesting stuff about umbridge and then every time i do that it like flips around and like shoots me porcupine style with these quills about how she's ugly and stupid and and pink likes pink too much. I'm like that's not the part that's bad why, and why teaching
2: is... theory yes
1: it is teaching theory making kids do work, Ugh, what a horrible person like that that part is very, very strange to me,
2: well, that's it unless you want me to start reading one hundred and one ways to kill umbridge.
1: Ah, uh, can you give me one way to kill umbridge just to round this out perhaps i just like to know maybe maybe we could you know we've got a, a lot of episodes to go could we just make this like a mainstay what's a way to kill umbridge that we can have per episode
2: oh no I, i'm not logged into wattpad on this computer so you might have to oh, edit out my, my horrible typing
1: okay this is harry potter fan fiction i guess in it are 100 ways to kill off my least (laughs) favorite character in the series this one yep okay i'm gonna read two because this first one sucks they all suck number uh let's start off simple number one avada kedavra goodbye umbridge
2: (laughs) the comments are the best part (laughs) she doesn't
1: deserve a quick and easy death (laughs) simply everyone everyone here is a little a a little freak this is so fucked up (laughs) All right, I'm gonna do one more though, just because yeah, that was yeah. obvious. Lock Umbridge in a room with Snape for an hour. Come back and dispose of her body later. What? Snape I... would never kill Professor Umbridge.
2: No, I think they that probably he, I think that he gets along with her the most of any yeah, of the
1: teachers. I, I I feel like they probably have a lot to talk about, with like their mutual mutual hatred of children, probably comments on this one oh but but poor snape that one i agree with defend snape gang defend trelawney gang defend snape gang here at the here at the street cast definitely all right well i'm going to bookmark this so we can uh read <laughs> a way to kill umbridge at the end of every episode that'll be our new sign off <laughs> for that's a while fun. that's a great um but uh with that out of the way shall i take us to the close
2: yeah please
1: all right our theme song is hot mcgonagall by cheshire moon you can check them out on bandcamp huge thanks to them as always for letting us use that as our theme song you can check us out on patreon we just hit the big 500 and we hope we can get to the next big number i can't think of what the next funny number is i guess we're past 420 it'll be like
2: Six six six, I think.
1: Oh yeah, that'll be a good one. We can get six six six, then we can get do some some real twisted, twist. Do shit. some
2: real devil worshipping on this podcast. Yeah,
1: fuck yeah. Uh, but we've got some good content. We just started reading Colleen Hokes Tiger's Curse, and that is such a delightful experience. You definitely want to hear us talk about that. So if you are not subscribed, give it a listen. Check it out. We love everyone who is listening and subscribing. I was not sure where I was going with that sentence, but we do love all our listeners um and liz is it time are we moving to one chapter what are we reading this week
2: it's time we it's know, time these, uh, these episodes have been too damn long it's we're, true we're uh, we're uh moving down to one chapter uh for the foreseeable future um i i guess unless there's just like a super short one that ha- that happens and then we'll bundle it into two uh but for next week we will just be doing chapter 13 which is called detention with dolores
1: Ooh, it's like a 30 page chapter isn't it it's a, yeah it's, it's a, a long one. one yeah well i'm looking forward to that but take it for me as someone who has uh is re-experiencing the joy of reading again now that we're reading the tiger's <laughs> curse please read another book
2: please read another book makes ocean roll seem
0: tame better know what you're after if you catch your eye because this my mama is just a cat in this sky.